Because I have a dream. And staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. The ballot or the bullet is to either ignore them or to deny them without giving And we stand together to win the war. Yes, we can. Yo, we here, Wild Wild World, it's me, and you, across the way, you, what's up? What's yo, up? you, what's yo, good? You. I'm you, oh, my bad, yo, me, me. what's good, yeah, me? me? Thank you, all right, all right, what's up, this is the Wild Wild World Show, we here, this is Kellen and Will back with another episode, giving you the hot takes and such, I don't know yeah, if they're hot takes, but you know, we saying oh, what it is. Like but... hot, baby. Super hot takes. We got an exciting show for you today. Uh, we're talking about the controversial LA Times Fry Power Rankings. Mm. We're also going to get it crazy out here with the fashion world making some blackface mistakes. And then we're also mm. going to talk about the main topic, the Esquire article. If you don't know what that is, you're about to find out. It's ugly. But we here. We here, Kellen. How you feeling, man? Yo, man, you know, I, I'm doing okay. You know, we talked last week, you know, how we escaped the polar vortex. True. You know, I almost died like thrice on the way to work today because while we ain't got no vortex going on, we got the freezing rain and the roads is frozen and everything like that. And I've been driving through the country to get to work. So, you know, cars are swerving and slipping, sliding and stuff. It's looking like a video game out there, but it's real life. Shout out, Kevin. It's real life out here. So, I, like, I'm just glad to be alive right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's supposed to warm up to like 40 some tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully we ain't going to be hit with the, with, with the ice no more, but you yeah, know, I'm, I'm glad, glad to see you alive, man. Thank I'm you. I'm glad to see you alive, man. Thank the you. Midwest, the Midwest it. is really dangerous during this time of year, man. It's a, uh, I've almost died many times during January, February. It's been a lot, man. Look, and then as soon as it warms up, then the guns come out. So, you know, it, it, it's rough out here all around. That's true, man. Once July hits, it gets really heated, like for real, for real. So Midwest is a dangerous place. Stay where you at. But if you're in the Midwest, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for living with us. Quickly, y'all know Even where to find us. you're not in the Midwest, but all, all our West Coasters. That's true. We got West Coasters. We got Canadians. Canadians. <laughs> all the British. You know what I'm saying? We got our partners in Mexico to the yeah. south. What's up? What's up? All of all our Brazilian folks. You know what I'm saying? Our, our Ghanaians. You know, our Ugandans. We appreciate y'all. We got y'all all. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's some people in Europe too. What up, Europe? The whole up? continent. What's up, my fins? Hey, but y'all know where to find us. Kingdomdreamer.com. You can also find us on Twitter at KingdomXDreams. Find me at William R. Horn, H-O-R-N-E. And as Kellen sleeps, you can also find him at old boy underscore K underscore R. But Kellen, yo. tell us who's sponsoring this episode real quick before we jump into the heat. Most definitely, because yo, we're sponsored by a company that you and I both believe in. We both actually rock for real, uh, a company called OnlyPacks. Uh, so look, there's a creative wave that's moving through your area, whether it's Chicago, Finland, South, North, East, West, wherever you be at. Secure the bag. Secure your belongings. Secure your purpose and discover your story with Only. That's Only with an I. Only is a budding startup providing unique backpacks and athleisure to meet the modern fit. So whether you're on a hike, in the classroom, in transit, you only have one option. So visit OnlyPacks. Again, that's O-N-L-I-Packs.com or only underscore shy, C-H-I, on Instagram for more info. So check them out. Like I said, Will and I both rock them. 
yep. packs, excellent gear. Um, you know, it, it, and it's a it's a locally owned company, so check those folks out. Uh, much appreciated. Tell them why Wild World sent you. You already know. You already know. So, with that, thank you, Only Packs, for the sponsor. We about to jump in to a very controversial topic. Mm. Very, very controversial. Mm. Had me heated after I read these rankings. I'm but so LA, furious. I'm very furious. Very furious. That and the problem is we we didn't talk about this before. What what we're our rankings, our thoughts on this are, but no, I know Kellen's a wise man. So hopefully we're on the same page. We'll find out here, but the LA times released an article called the official official. They use the word official fast food, French fry power rankings. Mm. And these rankings are interesting folks. Uh, I won't read all the rankings to you, but at number one, they have five guys. We'll think about <laughs> I'm going to – well, my head's about to explode. What is going on? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Let, let them know. Actually, let me, let me give you these rankings real quick, and then we'll chop it. Number one, five guys. Not going to give you a reason. Number two, McDonald's. Number three, Del Taco. Number four, Steak and Shake. Number five, Arby's. Number six, Carl's Jr., also known as Hardee's in some parts of the United States. Number mm-hmm. seven, Dairy Queen. They have fries. Number eight, Wendy's. I used to work at Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, they do have fried. All I get is ice cream. That's why. Number nine, Steak and Shake or Shake and Steak, however you want to say it. Shake and Steak. You could switch it. Number 10 is Burger King. Number 11 is Chick-fil-A. Number 12 I'm is so, KFC. I'm so angry right now. I actually didn't know KFC had fries either. So wedges. They got wedges. They got wedges. Oh, well, all right. Wedges. All right. We'll talk about that. That's a different category. But number 13, Jack in the Box. 14 Popeyes. I remain furious. 15 Wiener Schnitzel. I'm so angry right now. All right. And number 16, Jollibee. Number 17, Rallies. I'm furious. Number 18, Sonic. Number 19, In and Out. And that's where we're going to cap the list off. Hey, that that is the best. That is the best uh, ranking on the list. In and out sucks at everything. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what y'all say, Kevin. You know what? Look, before we even get get into this, like, look, here's the deal. I don't mean to offend any of y'all West Coasters, but let's be real. Name the traditional California food. Oh wait, you can't. Because Cali ain't got no food tradition. All they do is eat health food and vegan and, and gluten free. So why are they ranking fries? Fries, by definition, are not good for you, which means, by definition, these L.A. Times folks ain't going to know what they're talking about. Like, what that's, is going that's on? That's bro. That's strong. I mean, I L.A.'s mean, got a lot of people, but you're probably they right. got a lot, Look, L.A. got a lot of people. I'm sure there's a lot of good food in L.A., but all the good food in L.A. is transplanted food. This is okay. like, it, like I'm sure they got excellent Asian food. And I say Asian, not because all Asian food is the same, but just because there's all different cultures, of, you know, that come from the continent of Asia in Cali. You know what I'm saying? You got Japanese. Right. Chinese, Korea, you, you, all the, all of those, all those folks. I'm sure they got excellent Mexican food, right? But when it comes to fries, they don't know what they're talking about. Will clearly, I agree with you on this because this is a messed up ranking. Let me give you it's my most. Heat, let me give you my most heated spot. And I want to hear your most. My most heated spot right now is that they put at number seventeen rallies. My God, why? My God. They've never had rallies. They don't know what rallies is. Rallies brings fries from the gods. Look, this this right, w- w- folks. Y'all weren't here. Will was with me as I scrolled through the list, and I forgot rallies existed clearly. Because when I got to seventeen and saw ra- rallies, my eyes bugged out my head. Like, yo, how can you have? How can you include rallies? Like, mm-hmm. not that they forgot rallies didn't exist or rallies existed. They included rallies. Put them at seventeen. They sell wow. rallies fries at the grocery store because rallies fries are delicious. They're that banging. 
Rally fries are you could go people go to rallies just for the fries. One hundred. Rally like let's be real. Rally burgers, I mean, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's the fries that set them apart. That's the that's the main reason yep. you go out you go to rallies. Like they for they crispy. You know what I'm saying? They got the I don't know what the little the, the texture they got the little Something potato pieces on. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then rallies even they even do now. I don't really indulge in this because I don't want to die right now. But they sell like their fries nine different ways. Like they sell the chili fries and the cheese and bacon fries and all sorts of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no way any reasonable human being with taste buds can rank rallies 17. I a thousand rallies is a top three. If not number one on this list, look, I'm gonna say this: it's top five easy. It's top five easy, and you, you can, you can definitely make the argument that it's n- uh, number one, right? But like, yeah. here's the thing: Five Guys Fries suck. Like, let's just be real: Five Guys Fries, yeah. are, Five Guys. Look, you think so? Who goes to Five Guys for the fries? Now that's fair. I don't go to. Now the only reason Five Guys would have any boost in the rankings is because you can get a heck of a lot of them. That's my point. They give you a ton, but still nobody goes there for the fries. Fair, fair. What they do well, they they hook you up with like the little malt vinegar or whatever. You could dip them in the little malt vinegar or right. whatever. Okay. You know, that, that's cool. They, they, and they do come, for, you know, if you go on the Five Guys, you know, you're going to get some fresh fries, right? So I appreciate the quality that they put into that, right? I appreciate it. And, you know, I said they suck. That's probably a little – that's that's unfair, right? You ain't upset with the fries when you go to Five Guys, right? The the, the afterthought, but you're not mad at it, right? And they're hot. You know, they're hot and fresh. Right. So, you know, they kind of compliment them. But, but number one – Yeah, on, I could – I could, like I said, I could put Five Guys in the top five. I'd more maybe like four or five on this list. I could oh, put them there. And let's talk about the other travesty, right? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Dude, we we must eat the same palate, bro, because I thought the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. How you going to put the waffle fries at number number 11? They sleeping on it. 11? Like, are we serious? Like, okay, so if waffle fries ain't your thing. Like, this dude says waffle fries aren't his favorite shape. Okay, cool. But you can't call it the definitive ranking because you personally don't like waffle fries, right? The the Chick-fil-A fries are usually pretty crispy. They they got nice level like little saltiness, you know what I'm saying? And plus, we can't we can't exclude the fact that Chick Fil A has a number of delicious sauces to choose from. Me myself, that's fair. I'm a Chick Fil A sauce man, and no sure. nothing beat so you know some waffle fries with a Chick Fil A sauce. I can argue that that's number one. Okay, okay. So you know I I can see it. I can see it. I mean, Chick Fil A, I would definitely put them way higher than eleven. The waffle fries, definitely. Now. This is where we might, let's see, we might disagree. Steak and Shake, I would put lower. I'm not feeling them. They have Steak and Shake at nine. I think it's outside the top ten, man. See, you know. They're not good. Look, let, 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 me, let me say this. Steak and Shake gets a bad rap because it's essentially the White Castle of, like, restaurants with sit-down areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steak and okay. Shake is the, it's open till 4 a.m. spot that a lot of folks go to. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're not going to IHOP or something like that, right? So it's kind of like drunk food, almost like a Midwestern Waffle House. Well, no, because IHOP is the Midwest Waffle House. You know what I'm saying? But it's still kind of right. like, you know, kind of late-night food. But I will say this. Steak and Shake has the, uh, uh, the little, I guess, kind of shoestring fries or whatever. Yeah. And I haven't been they're there too, in a long time. They're too skinny for me, bruh. See, I like I like that. You know, I like I like the you know shoot spring fries every once in a while. You know, you feel like you're getting a meal's worth or whatever. You know, I, I can rock with it because you know the worst thing to me is like soggy fries, right? So as long as they crispy, you know what I'm saying, you you good to All go. Right. Like I you're can not give failing. you that. I can give you that. 
Now, here's the thing we might disagree. All right. right. So, you got on this list, KFC is 12 and Popeyes is 14. Now, I never have fries at either of those spots. Oh, okay. Okay. So, KFC got wedges. Like, it's undoubtedly wedges. I will say this. Yeah. Wedges is different. I've had wedges, but I feel like that's not a fry. I mean, it's a potato. See, but like, see, I think. I feel like a wedge is more of a fry than like the steak fries, which are garbage. Like huh. steak fries are basically just like mini potatoes, and what's the point, right? Okay, <laughs> so okay. I hate steak fries, but wedges because the KFC wedges, you know, they're usually pretty crispy, or whatever. But okay, I can give you that, right? Like, oh, you know, it's maybe not a fry, but Popeyes has fries, and Popeyes fries are actually pretty doggone delicious. They just get pushed to the side because everybody like Popeyes red beans and rice and mashed potatoes, right? And all of that stuff, right? So they got other sides that you can rock with. But Popeye's fries are actually pretty tasty. And I realize right now that I sound like a really fat bastard right now. But, like, let's just <laughs> all Americans here. I'm sure most of the people listening have every single one of these joints we talking about. For sure. For sure. So Popeye's, I can't say definitively because you're right. I've picked every other side of Popeye's in my life. Um, now, here's my, last, here's my last take. I think... At number eight, they have Wendy's, and I think they're sleeping slightly. I wouldn't bump them too much higher than eight, but I think they could get a five spot, man. Yeah. Wendy's is decent with the seesaw and the little skin on the side, man, the new stuff. Yeah, it's look, a nice change. Yeah. You know, 18-year-old me would have definitely agreed with you. There was a time when I was like, yeah, Wendy's got the coat. Like, we was talking about Wendy's got the best fries in the game, you know, because you're right. They put keep the little skin on it. They make it look nice. like all artisanal and all that stuff. But, like... Let's be real. Like, if you're going to ask me which would you prefer, you know, I definitely am taking rallies. I'm oh, definitely sure. taking Chick-fil-A. I'm definitely um, low-key taking Arby's with the curly fries. You know, that's the only thing worth eating at Arby's. You know, you know what right, I'm saying? That's um, I'm probably taking Popeye's fries over there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I can't, I can't say anything on that. Yeah, you can't rock with you. You can't, you can't speak to that. So, I mean, yeah, like, maybe, you know, in the solid six, seven range, you know, I, I can see. Um Okay, you know, this so they're pretty close. The other travesty is McDonald's fries at two. Like, I mean, that just seems like a that's a nostalgic pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, number two is high. I feel like it's I feel like it's just because people have them more because there's a McDonald's in every freaking corner across the world. Yeah, and they ain't great. And this yeah. Del Taco at number three, like, look, but we in the Midwest, I can't really speak to Del Taco. I ain't yeah. never had their Del Taco and like Wiener Schnitzel or whatever this is and Jollibee. I literally never heard of Jollibee, so I don't know what that is. I haven't um, either, so somebody got to holler at us about that. But yeah, yeah. I, So quickly, quickly, you give me your definitive top five off of this list. I'll give you mine, and we'll, uh, we'll let the people vote on Twitter to settle this. Ooh, you want to put me on the spot. Definitive. Uh, so let's see. Definitive, look, I got to go. I'm going Chick-fil-A number one. Okay. Uh, well, actually, no, I'll take that back. I'm going Rally's number one. All right. Chick-fil-A number two. Okay. I think I got to go with. Let's say Popeye's number three. Hmm. Arby's curly fries number four. And again, this is off the top of my head, so I'm probably I'm, I'm gonna screw something up. Uh, uh, Shake Shack actually got good fries. I've had it twice in my life. Shake Shack, I probably put number five, and then Wendy's comes in, you know, six. I think I think that's where I'm going with it. Well, all right. So you had number one rallies, number two Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. number three. You had what Popeye's? I believe so. Yeah. What was four? Now you put me on. Now I got to remember this again. Uh, <laughs> we have to go back and record. People are going to be like, you just said it. <laughs> uh, I think I said Shake, no, Shake Shack four or five. You said Shake Shack is five. 
So what? I don't look. I don't even remember what I picked at number four. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Well, um, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, look. This this is great podcast. All right, right let's now. just do top three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Then then rally. <laughs> rally, rally. Oh, oh, Arby's. That's what I said. I said like, ah, Arby's. Oh, okay, Arby's. Rally. rally I'm gonna go rally Chick Fil A, Arby's, curly fries. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go that one. Okay, that'll be top three. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. All right, all right. So if that's the case. I agree with you on number one. I'm going rallies. Number two, dang. Uh, I kind of want to put Chick-fil-A there, but then I don't want to like. Hey, man, you got to live your truth. All right. You know what? I'm going to put Wendy's there. Oh, big swing. And and then I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give five guys number three. Wow. Because I think. I think the amounts in the vinegar with it is a is a nice toss. Now, well, Chick Fil A hey, would fall that four. If I if I'm gonna include you know the Chick Fil A sauce with Chick Fil A, we gotta include the vinegar, you know, with with uh, right. the right. vinegar with uh, with five guys. So you know, I'll go with that. So there hey, it is. Hey, but you know, hey, there's one other thing that I think does make Five Guys appear better than what it is. Nine times out of ten, if you get Five Guys, you eat mm-hmm. in Five Guys. So you always eating their fries hot and fresh. If you go to That's a lot true. of these other spots, you're getting it. You're driving ten, five minutes to the crib, 10 minutes to the crib. You're sitting down. Say, like, you're eating it 15 minutes after you're getting it, you know? That's and, fair. Uh, so I, I do think Five Guys is propped up a little bit just by the circumstances. But, you know, hey, look, it's all an experience. So, you know, That's key. I, I can't knock it. The facts that the people need to reckon with is that rallies is number one. That's it. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, no and doubt. L.A. Times should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed. They're on Esquire level. I ain't reading y'all ever again. <laughs> <laughs> After y'all hear this Esquire article, y'all, that's going to be a really high takeover. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So Step the game up. That's good. Enough with fries. We got the rankings. We're going to put those on Twitter and uh, probably Facebook or something. Y'all, y'all vote and see who's best, and y'all give us y'all top three. And if rallies is not – one or two, you got mistakes. You yeah. really, really fast. Yeah, you need to it, go look, read, put go it this way: Rally's fries, fries, freedom fries. This is the most American of food. And if you don't think Rally's is at least top two, then you are a poor American. Poor. At me. Unpatriotic. At me. Terrible. <laughs> but hey, let's uh, let's dive into to a little short thing that, and then we'll drive into this big thing. Let's go to it's crazy out here. It's crazy out here, fam. You really are crazy. So. What are we talking about today? Here, here's what we're talking about. And this could be a long conversation, but I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, is all these fat fashion companies are going crazy, man. And they've been crazy. That's fine. But these fashion companies are going crazy. So in the past, I don't know, two weeks, Prada, Gucci, and then Katy Perry makes shoes. All have made a mistake, they claim, and they made a product that mimicked blackface. Huh. And then Gucci had the nerve to try and sell that mug for nine hundred dollars, <laughs> that whack looking sweater. But this doesn't make sense. How it's two thousand nineteen, and people don't get the history of blackface and why it's not okay anywhere ever to to rock that like, i don't understand so all these all these big brands are like pulling like oh we're sorry i'm a mistake what 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 are you thinking kellen i, I just think 
that I don't understand the world sometimes, you know, like we got, as you said, you got these large brands that presumably got all these layers. I feel like we talked about this before on the show. Presumably got all these layers between the creative people that design the, the clothes, the actual creators of the clothes, the people that make the clothes, you got the marketing team and all the, yeah, all sorts of people that have to see these products before they get okay. If a nobody see this, this black, big red lip sweater that Gucci did and said, eh, something seems off about that right. <laughs> and put a pause on it is amazing to me. That's amazing to me. Like, because it's not even like it's subtle, you know, it's not even like it's, oh uh, yeah, I can see how this could resume. No, if you've seen any pictures in any middle school textbook and you know, they don't barely talk about, you know, any race, you know, racial history in the past. But if you've seen any pictures of the tar babies and like that, like this looks exactly like those things that were used to dehumanize, ridicule. And I won't even say mock cause it's not even accurate portrayal, but just dehumanize, uh, uh, black Americans throughout history. Like it's, it's, cl- it's clear as day. So the fact that it just keeps, that so many people just gave this the okay just blows my mind, right? right. And I can't like it, it's racist, but it's just so stupid. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like I don't get it. I, well, and that's what's crazy about it is this goes like blackface goes to the core of white supremacy in America. It's that's where the name Jim Crow comes from. Was a black the, one of the first blackface characters mm-hmm. was named Jim Crow. So that's how the laws got that that name, right? Mm-hmm. And then Birth of a Nation was one of the movies that had blackface portrayed in it and is the KKK's rally. And, and beyond that, even like these, these particular portrayals of blackface also really harken back to the, you know, the comic strips and, yeah. and, and, and all of those sorts of things that really just made, you know, black, black people look ridiculous, you know, and, yep. and it's like, there's no, there was no other purpose for it other than to fan the flames of racism and mm-hmm. it, like that was literally the reason for its existence so right. to to mimic that and to copy you know that in your design there's there's no there's no amount of room i can give you where that makes sense or it's not you know reprehensible right and that's what i'm saying is the point is that you should know this and i i don't think there's a pass to be like oh you made a mistake like, y'all purposely doing this stuff, in my opinion. Because like you said, there's a thousand checks. How does it get out for sale? And nobody says, nah, that's probably not a good idea. All right. Like, I feel like y'all just, this is what I feel like, especially with Gucci. I feel like they're just mocking America, saying, yeah, we can do this. And y'all still going to trip over our product. Rappers are still going to talk about Gucci and buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't care. You're still going to spend $1,000 on something that costs them $2. That's the problem is we keep putting up with that crap. Yeah, it is. It's mind-blowing. I mean, <laughs> it's my. And again, it's not like this is some subtle history. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Most adult Americans are aware of what blackface is or I've heard of blackface. We just talked about blackface a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the, it, there's no excuse. And so we talk about this crazy. Just all of y'all are bugging out all your while. And personally, uh, you know, I would say I'm not going to support Gucci and Prada anymore, but it ain't like I ever did because I wasn't buying Gucci and Prada gear. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I guess we ain't got to worry about that if I hit the lotto or, you know, you know, right. write a best-selling book. Um, you know, it's, I'm still not rocking with them. 
but the fact is people got to stop glorifying these luxury brands like they something like just oh, stop yeah. you know it, and it's all a brand name that's all it is you know it's positioned in marketing those gucci product got you know positioned as top dog so now now you can sell a white t-shirt with a small g on it you know for you know 200 bucks just because of the name so right so you know that it, that's a whole nother story though yeah, I don't know if I have more to say to, other than y'all need to stop glorifying these people because they they know this. They have to know this, so they're mocking right now everything. They're mocking they're just, you, they're mocking me, they're mocking everybody. Right, and they're just saying, yeah, we can we can put racist stuff out, sell it for $900, and then pull it back and say, oh, yeah, my bad. Y'all still going to buy our stuff, so let's stop. That's I'm calling, if, if we have any rich listeners, I'm calling a boycott on Prada and Gucci. <laughs> and All three if, of y'all. And I didn't know Katy Perry had shoes. But don't buy those either. <laughs> yeah, all three of y'all that's in that Gucci and Prada Target market that that listen to our show, you know, stop. Go ahead and stop. Don't sure. stop that. Let us Spend know your your rich money on something else. Basically, basically, you got anything else to say about that calendar? You want to move on to the to the meat of this podcast today? We can go on to the meat because you know we've been talking about blackface for weeks, and I don't know what else to say about this. You know, all I all I wanted to do was call them out. Just call them out. Y'all should know. But Hopefully we hurt their sales by three items. <laughs> so, at least. At least. Somebody ain't buying socks today. Yep, it ain't happening. But here's the big thing. And if you're a Wild Wild World listener, you, you should be in tune with the news, knowing what's happening. So you might have seen this. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss it. But Esquire had an article they released, cover article that they released um, this month. Let me read the title of the article to you, and we'll jump out of that. It's called An American Boy, and here's the tagline. What it's like to grow up white, middle class, and male in the era of social media, school shootings, toxic masculinity, hashtag me too, and a divided country. And it's about a a white kid in Wisconsin, 17-year-old in Wisconsin. I know some of them. Yeah, Yeah, you probably know some of them very closely up in your parts mm-hmm. um so yeah well i don't even know where to begin there's so many places we could jump off here and note they released that this month february black history month um yeah it's first <laughs> in it's part of a series too, apparently yeah apparently uh, on identity or something like that so look i'll, I'll be real I'll, I'll be real here so my first initial reaction to hearing about this was, you know, I just happened to be checking the Twitters one day and I see people mad about this, right? My first thought is like, you know, like, hey, why are we so mad that they're deciding to do a article on um, white males? You know, here's the thing. We talk about white males all the time in the society, especially here in the Twitter era, right? Um, especially straight white males. You hear you hear about straight white men all the time and how straight white men are not only the the evil of society, they're the rulers of society and they're the ones who have all of the privilege and receive none of the um negative not negative. They're just, they're just the folks that have all of the privilege, right? Everybody else can claim some level of uh, oppression, but straight white white American males are basically the top of the mountain and, you know, but in all kind of measurables, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Right. But so my mm-hmm. thought is, 
okay, so what's so wrong about then somebody saying, well, let's explore how kind of how life is for this demographic, especially these teenagers growing up in this era. The concept as a whole, I don't necessarily, I, di- I didn't necessarily have a problem with. Um, I know a ton of people did. And there's the, you know, the whole, uh, don't, don't we think that this group uh, and this demographic is getting enough publicity and, you know, it's not like we need to hear their stories and, you know, we need to hear from other people. All that I get. But I mean, there's a lot of magazines out there. <laughs> there's a lot of articles to be written. I don't think right. that this in and of itself is an invalid thing to explore. Okay. All right. That's fair. See, now I, I had, well, there's so many initial responses I had when I saw mm-hmm. this before I even read the article, which is a whole nother thing we'll talk about. But I see it as a big problem. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a straight white male. So I'm coming from that. Tis, tis, tis. For shame. Yeah. yeah. Shame me, whatever. All right. But I, I get how you could say, all right, yeah, fine. There's a lot of magazine stuff. But this tactic mm-hmm. of particularly white men playing the victim card has been a stoppage of progress in this country for a good minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It, there was a study that was released. I think it was Barna. Don't quote me on that. But they, after surveying um, white people in general, this wasn't just male, it was white, female, and male. Um, that whites were more likely to think race was not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, way more likely to think they're the victims of reverse racism. Mm. So think about that dichotomy. You think race is not a problem in this country, but then at the same time think you're a victim of reverse racism. This mm-hmm. victim card has been played for too long. And that's exactly what this article is. A mm. victim card for white males who continue to hold, as you said, most of the power in this country. Mm-hmm. So why so, is that article worth my time? So it may not be, but let me ask you, is it, is it worth our time to know that this is the, I guess, I, look, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna attribute this to that whole demographic, but let's right. just say that that was the kind of uh, attitude in general of, you know, the typical, 17 year old white male is it not valuable on some level for everybody else to know that yeah they see themselves as victims all right that could be true but the way this article is portrayed causes a lot of questions first mm-hmm. it's titled an american boy so yeah, that's problematic that's super problematic. Problematic. super problematic so you already assume from the very beginning you've defined what an american boy is he's a straight white male Right. That's what an American boy is. And, so, and before anybody says, well, you know, you could have picked anybody. The, yeah, you wrote the article and then chose this title for a reason. Exactly. Right? You could have titled it any number of a million, million things, right? You know, didn't have to title it that. Right. Um, so definitely agree with you there. And then the leading quote on the cover, and there's a ton of terrible quotes in the article, is, I know what I can't do. I just don't know what I can do. And that's BS to me. Because, like, it's just stupid. You know what you can do because you you have everything at your hands, right? Like, you're in a decent education. You have all this stuff. You're middle class, right? Mm -hmm. To say you can't, like, you know what you can't do but know you can't do is ridiculous. So it's a problem now that we're saying you can't abuse women, that you can't be racist. Like, that's a problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty. I mean, that's that's crazy. But you know, look, and it's funny that I would be pushing back on this, right? Um. But the reason, the reason I do, the reason I do push back a little bit, is because in this culture that we have now, right? Especially with Twitter and you know the the hive minds and all this sorts of things, right? Okay. We have this culture of accept everybody. Everybody like we we're in a society where everybody you know has a say, and you know we're tolerating everybody. But as soon as we say something, we don't. As soon as you say something, we don't like. We will then rush to shut you down, right? As soon as you you talk to somebody, we don't feel like well you should talk to. We will rush to shut you down, right? And it goes all over the place, right? Um, and so then people, what what we're doing is we're saying, okay, now the straight white male is the problem, but now the solution is the fill in the blank, and anybody mm-hmm. that doesn't fit in there is now a problem. I mean, this doesn't affect you, but you see on quote-unquote black twitter all the time that there is this kind of mini war going on um between people that are i don't even want to label them as like left-wing feminist whatever but you see a lot of times now there's this seeming rush to blame like straight black men on things that go on in the black community right and you see it quite often by a lot of folks and i'm not you know, gonna start labeling folks, but all of a sudden, everything that happens, there's somebody who's writing an article about how straight black men let it happen, or straight black men are the problem, or this, that, and the other, right? So now we're saying, okay, straight white men are the problem, and now the solution is these other folks, right? And so now anything being said by other demographics is deemed as worthy and valuable, but now somehow, if you are a straight white man, unless you are echoing the talking points of the uh, of, of certain people, then now you are no longer... you you are silenced. And I'm talking about not in terms of power, right? But I'm talking about just in terms of, you know, kind of the public discourse, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, if we're talking about we want this society where everybody has a say, we can't just say, oh, because you're a straight white male, we don't want it. We, we don't, you know, you, we don't get to hear from you. Now, you could personally not really care what they have to say, fine. But this rush to, like, shut everybody down just because they're not echoing your talking points is not actually the society people are claiming that they want. Right. No, and I can agree with that for sure because there's there is a culture that goes to that extreme of just shutting people down without actually hearing it. But I never I didn't when I read this just the title of this article, I didn't see it as that way because of the way that the the stuff they chose to use, right? Mm-hmm. They chose to use toxic masculinity, hashtag me too, school shootings in a divided country. So mm-hmm. that's what drew me immediately to thinking like you're you're automatically attacking that the the opposite of these, that the white male should have the right to the opposite of these. Right? Yeah, it, it it reads like, you know, kind of conservative talking points a little bit. You know, like yeah, it yeah, reads yeah. Like you know, hey, with all of these negative things going on, how are you guys coping? <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I mean that that there's definitely that that tilt there. Like all these things are negative and making lives more difficult, life more difficult. Or straight white men, and you know what? The reality is just making things more positive for other people. You know, I guess by its very nature, has to make things slightly more difficult for the you know the the, the white male, as you know they just kind of lose some of the advantages that they had. So by definition, sure. Um, but yeah, it, you know, definitely is not no sob story uh, for for that demographic. And that's uh, what I see is what's bogus about it is is it reads like somehow he's got some real issues that. You know, life's hard now because of these things. When these things are all basically justice movements, right, that we're trying to take, you know, death and sexual assault and 
Right. Out of the country. But again, I, I go back to the point where I do think it is it is important to take the pulse of that group because if we're all acknowledging this is the most powerful demographic in the country, we have to then take the pulse of how that demographic is dealing with. How are people, you know, these 17 year old white kids in Wisconsin are the ones that are going to fill those gaps. And, you know, while things are changing, the reality is in 20 years, we will st- still most likely be in a society where, you know, straight white males are still, you know, um, disproportionately, you know, holding the, the money and the economics and the, the power in this country, most likely, right? Because change right. happens slowly. So, yeah, we I think we do need to take their pulse. And again, I think, you know, we're kind of in a rush to change things. Like, um, like I saw something, um, you know, somebody in response to this article, you know, they said something like, you know, we don't need to hear their story. We need, you know, if they want to have something about an American boy, you know, they should have did an article about, you know, a black teenager, preferably, you know, gay or trans, right? And somebody else made a point like, you know, like 0.5% of the country or 0.05% of the country identifies as transgender, right? So it's like, yeah, is that, are those stories that people want to hear? And is that a group of people that's been marginalized and disenfranchised and all that? Yeah, but do, is it representative? Not really, right? We'll say, okay, so now we don't want it. Like the perspective of the uh, of the straight white male is no longer desired or wanted. But now the perspective that we need to have is this one that represents a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the population, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right. what is more valuable to? Uh, and, I, and I guess the counterpoints of that would be like, look, we know how straight white males view the world because they own all these publications. They get their viewpoint out there. They get their words out. That demographic gets their message out. You know, whatever that message happens to be from different sides of the aisle, and these other people haven't been allowed to speak, right? But the right. question is just how much value is that when we're talking about such a tiny percent of the population? Sometimes, so I don't know. I'm partially playing devil's advocate here, but, right. <laughs> but sometimes I think the backlash is a little overblown. Oh, certain. Well, and certainly, anytime when you stick on especially Twitter, which is, you know, the spaces that we interact on a lot in, in these different social media, backlash gets crazy without much thought behind it. Like, there's not a lot of balance in the Twitter sphere, right? And that's, fa- that's definitely fair to say. There's no balance in Twitter. You know, it's extreme. But, and I would, I would align with that counterpoint that you were saying that could come to your devil's advocate, that uh, we already know this kid's story, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem is that this article, when you read the article, it, I mean, just frankly, it's not a very good written, well-written article. It's a bad article. I'd struggled to get through it because it was just poorly written. The quotes were terrible. It was bad. But outside of that, the fact that you give platform like media space, not for the perspective, but for this kind of playing the victim card. And that's how it was framed, right? Whether the this 17-year-old kid who we don't really know wanted it that way or not the way that Esquire wrote the article was to have him framed as the victim in this world which is ridiculous right you know what I mean especially in a world where like I said Trayvon Martin was 17 and he got killed right and no murder right like in in your struggle is that you don't know what you can do because you're not allowed to sexually assault women like i just don't i think what it does is it takes these things into these extremes right like school shootings we've seen are all white males okay but that that hasn't changed perspective that much on white males we've known that in america that terrorism's done that way toxic masculinity me too are supposed to be positive movements 
for change, mm. right, in the way that we interact. And our country is divided mainly upon race and socioeconomic things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're saying that anything that's coming against you makes you a victim as a white. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, again, that group, we don't need to shed any tears for that demographic because that for demographic sure. is doing just fine and will continue to be doing just fine. I think, you know, listening to what you were saying, I think it does kind of, it exposes, you know, kind of the rough edges around some of the, as you mentioned, some of the the movements, right? Um, in terms of how those things operate and how they flow and how they go about creating change in society, because especially everything's magnified by social media and because we're all in these bubbles and, you know, hearing right. the, you know, the yelling against the wind and all that stuff where, you know, you have a group of people that get an idea about how something should be right. Um, and then they put that idea out. And then, you know, because, you know, not because, but, you know, especially if it has a catchy catchy name or it's easily hashtagable, and it's an idea that makes sense on the surface, people jump on like, yeah, that's right. And now all of a sudden, you know, you have this whirlwind before anybody really kind of sits down and figures out, okay, what does this look like? Like when we talk about, you know, the Me Too movie, there's a, it's very true and real that, you know, the way that, our society handled things like sexual assault was just has been God awful. Right. And so it's very, it's very real that we need to readdress how we learn, how we teach people, how we um, um, deal with these things criminally and all those sorts of things. Right. Right. But just through a hashtag, that's not, how to do it right and now what you do have i think there's a reality of you do have a lot of people that are kind of confused because for 34 well not for however many years there were these ideas and rules and, and norms on how men and women were supposed to to interact right and now we're saying we're realizing okay some of the some of these things were wrong they were incorrect they were harmful to women and mm-hmm. now we need to change them, but we don't necessarily know what to change because we're also in a society where people don't want to make hard and fast rules. And you just kind of want to make everything kind of, well, it's whatever the individual feels like, right? So now we have these situations where you have these men that are being accused of assault and things like that nature in situations where there's a lot of gray area. Uh, like the Aziz and sorry thing, like he was accused of sexually assaulting somebody who never, you know, who never told him no or whatever, like whatever the case was, right? So it's all these gray areas, right? And that happens kind of in life. But I do think it makes sense that, hey, in like five years or probably less than five years, we have a group of people that is trying to completely reimagine the way that male, female uh, sexual interactions, you know, or whatever, however we want to label that work. And while they have good intentions and while many of the things that they are saying may be good and correct and in and, and and good goals, without any real method in place of how to get from A to B, you end up with these gray areas. You end up with these people feeling very confused. You know, when people feel like, hey, wait a minute, hold on a second. You're telling me everything I've learned forever is wrong and incorrect. And now you want me to just say, OK, well, you guys are right. And I think if we if we step back and, and say, okay, like, yes, we get it, straight white men, you know, they have all the advantages. But I can't necessarily blame folks for being like, wait a minute, and you know, I'm using me too as an example, but for all of these areas to say, hey, like, 
you're asking me to rethink my entire worldview, <laughs> you know what I mean? And do so within a couple years and do so on the say so of people I don't know. And on the say so of people who are telling me that I'm wrong and everything about me is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can understand people talking to some people like, yo, screw you. Like y'all are telling me everything about me is wrong and evil and bad. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm a decent person. Now I, I deal with this with people in race all the time. And, you know, we talk about kind of educating yourself and realizing learning about things like privilege. And, and so those things do apply, but we all know when you're talking to somebody, you don't get like, if we're talking about race, for example, you don't get people to simply change their ways, but be like, yo, you're an evil racist and you need to change your ways right now. And right. screw you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Right. And so that, I think that's kind of what's happening a little bit. Yeah, Sorry, no, I was rambling a little bit. No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're right, especially in terms of um, this is a seventeen-year-old kid, and most of their interaction with these things is not in serious conversations, but through social media, right? Which, as we already said, goes to extremes and usually has, you know, often has little knowledge or balance to it. If that's right. probably the best word for it, balance, right? So you, I could see how this teenager could see himself as a victim. I understand where that comes from. The, the issue I have is not necessarily with the teenager, but with the magazine, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that Esquire would put this forth. Um, they're doing the opposite of what you're saying, right? We, we're supposed to spend time to educate, to you know, begin to shape identities in ways that actually match what reality should be, right? But instead, Esquire clearly wants to bolster up this victim you know underprivileged type narrative you know what i'm saying and that's i guess that's the biggest problem is who knows about this teenager he's probably getting a ton of flack right and i don't even know how he got involved in this but the fact that this magazine will put this forth in the way they put it forth doesn't help educate it helps bolster up this yeah you know screw you from the other side, yeah, screw you. I'm still going to do what I want. You can't, you know, tell me I'm wrong. See, but what, well, I'm disappointed in you right now, man. Because what, 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 where's the pessimist in you? Where, where's the cynic in you? Esquire ain't trying to educate nobody. Well, Esquire right. trying to get them clicks. Fair. You know what's about to happen? Fair. They're they about to get them though. clicks. They're getting they get that publicity. Because remember, every time something like this pops off and you have a whole bunch of people popping off in outrage, the, there's a lot of folks on the other side of the article like, yeah, I'm glad they wrote this article. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and, and we tend to forget, you know, again, because of social media and all that stuff that, you know, this country ain't necessarily all blue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then right. the country isn't filled with, you know, millennial, with liberal millennials. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that argue on Twitter all day. There's a lot of folks that ain't on Twitter. There's a lot of folks that ain't arguing and all that stuff. You know that you know the there's a lot of folks that put Trump in office and all of these things, and not only just Trump voters, but just people in general that don't have a problem with everything that you know blue check Twitter has a problem with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, I look, right. I'm one of them. You know, you know, I push back on on a lot of this stuff. You know, like I consider myself pretty down the middle. You know, I'm conservative on some things, liberal on other things, and I think both the liberals and the conservatives go off the deep end quite a bit in other directions. Yeah, so yeah. just because, you know, you have a number of people outraged about this doesn't mean that a lot of other folks ain't clicking this article, buying this magazine. Like, you remember with the Kaepernick thing? 
you know, Kaepernick did a Nike commercial. A lot of people were like, I ain't messing with Nike. A lot of other people said, like, right on, let's rock with it. You know, so there's always, two, you know, you're always getting those two different sides. And so what Esquire did is they made half the country mad, got half the country talking about them and, and, and informing the other half of the country about that article that they wrote. You know what I mean? So. Right. Any any pub is good pub. Esquire is a magazine that's been around long enough. Where it ain't like their door's gonna shut, right? <laughs> so, right. So but, yeah, you know, and you're you're a thousand percent right. You know, they clearly don't care, and I guess it's you know I shouldn't have expected them to care. It just sucks that like these big companies. Oh, going even back to what we said in this crazy hour, Gucci and Prada and all these things. These big companies can literally do what they want. They could care less about the good of a country, the formation of things that actually make sense, you know what I mean? And give a quality to people, right? They could care less. And they're still out here making money. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't even matter. I don't know. It's just like, see, if I go too far down that, man, I get too cynical, man. It's That's capitalism. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, it really is, right? So it's like, yeah, should I expect them to? I mean, I would hope, but clearly that's not the case. No, nah, no, nah, don't don't expect too much from these folks. They're just trying to get your money. That's that's pretty much all it is. Trying to get your money, your clicks, or your subscriptions, and any way they can, they will. But you know, again, I, I say don't underestimate the number of Americans that are out there that ain't you know riding riding with this whole um, social justice movement. You know, there's a lot of folks that ain't feeling it. There's a lot of folks that feel attacked and whether they justified or not, you know, that's kind of how they feeling. Um, And, you know, to dismiss them as unworthy of being heard is not smart. You know, we talk about this whole, um, you know, the the neo-Nazi movement that that, that is rising or the alt-right, I should say, that's rising. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is from these kind of disenfranchised you know, kids, young adults that are feeling like, yo, like, all of a sudden we're the bad guys. And, you know, I would say, well, that's not necessarily true. And if you know your history, you see kind of how this thing has been going. But, you know, they're feeling attacked. And so, you know, people's kind of natural defense to be attacked, especially as you mentioned, you know, some random, you know, 17-year-old white kid in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, may possibly feel like, you know, hey, he's hopping on Twitter. Like, yo, why is everybody talking about, you know, my demographic like we did something? I ain't do nothing to nobody. I'm just sitting here, you know, right. playing Fortnite and chilling and minding my business. And every time I hop on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, turn on MTV, people out here talk like talking like I'm doing something to them something to them, you know, and feeling some type of way and, you know, feel, find, you know, you start finding like-minded people that are angry. That's how kids end up in these um, alt-right yeah. organizations, you know? And that's the evil of this, though, is like, it's not that the 17-year-old kid's feeling this way and not that we don't need to hear his voice. It's that Esquire would then bolster that and continue to say, you know, to influence him that way. Basically say, that's yeah, all right. right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's essentially what they're Dang doing is they're saying, yeah, because here's the thing, like, all right, so if the all right's like, yeah, you know, people in these type of extreme things say, oh, yeah, I'm the bad guy now, and now we need to stand up and defend ourselves. Because, yeah, you are the bad guy if you're thinking in ways that are racist. And, and yeah, exactly. It's like you've already been the bad guy. Like, you are the bad guy because of what you think. There is a bad guy here, right? And that's the problem. That's the problem with the, you know, where postmodern – thinking goes array like if everybody can have their own truth then 
he's correct. But the problem is he's not, right? Sure. So it's like that's where I feel like we need correction. And the problem is that Esquire chooses not to correct but to say, go for it. You know, continue to play the victim card that has held our country captive to inequality for its entire existence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we make up narratives to say that those empower victims so they can keep the power. And that's happened. And that's, that's just what pisses me off. That's why I stopped arguing with people on message boards and stuff, especially when it came, came to issues of race, because I saw so many people that would say all of these things racially about black folks and they do this, that, and the other, but then would deny any sort of actual fact or history that led to any of these things that they were talking about, right. you know, and then claim, you know, and then would claim, ah, well, we ain't had nothing to do with it. Right. So it's like, well, right. you call, you call, you call the blacks like what, uh, welfare mamas and stuff recipients. And we say, well, why is it that black people are statistically are poorer than white folks and say, oh, well, cause they don't work as hard. Well, we see that statistics that show that that's not the case. So then tell me again, why is this? Well, you know, keep going in circles and circles and circles and circles. Then ultimately what's happening is nobody wants to be, take any sort of ownership or responsibility, even right. as a member of a, a larger group. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like the, and, and it's funny cause, and you know, we'll, we'll have to wind this down shortly, but I don't know about other races. I know black folks, you will often see black people say, Hey, black folks, we need to do better. Or black people need to do better on these, this, that, and other, right? And whether they're right or wrong or whatever, the point is that is a regular thing, right? <laughs> right. And, and what you don't see, and, and I mean, and, and you said it, you see it a little bit more now. Is people say, "Hey, white folks, we need to do better," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like that's just not really a thing because, um, you know, as you mentioned before, there are studies that say, you know, hey, in general, white people are much less likely to see themselves as a part of as a member of a group, as a member of a larger group, larger race, because just by and large, they haven't had to, right? That's usually the result of having to because of oppression or whatever, or you live in your home nation or whatever, and you just have natural pride and history in that particular area. But white folks in America haven't had to see themselves as a part of white America because it's that's not really a thing. That's just America. To them. You know, you're not, you're not looped in with other, with other people because of your race, which black people, Mexican people, Asian people, we've all right. had to endure. So we can look and say, Hey, black folks. And we all know who we're talking to. <laughs> you know, you say, Hey, white folks. They were like, you're talking to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm white, but you know, I'm my own man. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's kind of how that goes. So yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, yeah, we'll wrap it up. But the big thing is, I just think we have to hold these companies and people accountable to stop spreading narratives that are based on lies and have held us captive True. You know, to a society of inequality for too long. And I feel like this is just another part of that. It's, right. it's validating a story that's not based off history or even current circumstances. So yep, yep, yep. there needs to be context to it, but, no, no, you're right. Hold them accountable. Let them know what y'all are doing is, is incorrect, wrong, and is spreading falsities and is not contributing to the betterment of our society. In fact, it's helping make our continue, you know, down the negative path. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's not helping. It's holding us back. Put it that way. Yeah. No, that's facts. That's facts. Hashtag but facts. Y'all know what it is. Another Wild Wild World show. Uh, it's getting that late night again. Kellen's falling asleep as we're recording. <sighs> And it wasn't my Twitter handle this time. It's because we'd be out here grinding, trying to give y'all the hot takes that y'all need. So y'all know what it is, though. 
Wild Wild World Show. It's been another one. Check Appreciate out Only Packs again, our sponsors, onlypacks.com. Get yourself a backpack. Catch us, kingdomdreamer.com. And catch us on the Twitters, Kingdom X Dreams. Yeah, we're going to get that poll up, Will. Oh, yeah, we need to get the poll up. Remember, rallies is number one. Go get your rallies, fries, rallies. Shout out to us. Let's get a sponsorship going, and we'll eat your fries on every podcast, bro. Yep, and LA Times do better. Hashtag do better. Yep, and LA Times, you you have some serious issues you need to go evaluate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we'll uh, yeah we'll, we'll catch y'all next week with these uh with these hot takes. Uh, we appreciate y'all review, subscribe, rate, all those things. We're everywhere, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your neighbor, tell your mama, tell your grandma. Tell podcasts, yeah, we got podcasts here, yeah, free podcasts, podcasts here. Yeah. Sorry, I went to my old uh, 1920s newsstand voice. Anyways. And and that's what we need y'all to do. Get on the street corner and be pushing this work. All right? We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Yep. Peace out. This has been another episode of the Wild Wild World Podcast. Make sure you support us, KingdomDreamer.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at KingdomXDreams. Show some love. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll see you next time.